Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Last year, I rode the most kilometres I've ridden in more than a decade, and a fair portion of it was on Zwift. Mainly because it's fun, the bonus was I got fitter in the process. Zwift had me riding with friends from all over the world on courses all over the world. It also got my competitive spirit going, so I made the most of the structured workouts in an effort to get the better of my mates on our weekly meetups. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's of course Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? G'day, good morning. Uh, oh, I had this thing. You know, the day after the rest day, uh-huh. and you think you'll be reinvigorated, you'll be ready to go. And I was, you know, Ben O'Connor, yeah. Aussie Victory, <laughs> Mountaintop, GC. And then? A f- well, a freight train came through my room last <laughs> night. And so this morning, I've just spent the first half hour getting out of bed, finding my body parts and putting them back. I've had my cup of coffee, but oh, it's like the hangover, you Do know? You, this is weird because I, I felt exactly the same. And um, Don't get me, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying the facts here, peeps. Yeah, I think and this I, is what the rest day is, is a killer, actually, the rest day. And uh, yeah, I, I, we want to hear from you, Couch Peloton. How did you, how did you go post-rest day? Yeah. Uh, you're reinvigorated. I think we'll all get back on track and we've, we've got Big Benny to now cheer for, but... Uh, Another great stage. Yeah, and um, also we've got the Ventoux coming up tonight. We'll oh, talk about this at the back of the back punch. end of this podcast. But uh, the Ventoux twice, it's going to be an enormous stage and there's so much to play out with Ben O'Connor, of course. But this is coming uh, later on in the podcast. What a stage again yesterday. What a stage and what a win and what a winner. Cavendish. How much humble pie we should eat in this? I think we should stop eating humble pie now. I'm never <laughs> buying pie again. <laughs> but it's, yeah. 33. He's two. He's one off the, the equaling the record. Yeah. And then who would have thought this three weeks ago? I, I, I had a, an, another mate of mine, a French mate, who you know. Um, Do you have another French mate? What? I know. He's my best French mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually, he's a bit of a fraud of, of a Frenchman. He's half English, half okay. French, as you know. He messaged me when they crossed the line. He said, you know, I never really liked Cavendish, but he goes, I'm actually so happy he's winning. It's yeah. just an amazing story. And I messaged him back and said, yes, I'm the, I'm the same. And uh, not that I didn't like Cav, I just... I guess, I guess it's that syndrome when someone won so much, at times he comes across a little bit arrogant. Sometimes in interviews he can be a bit grumpy and grouchy. And so I was sort of like, yeah, he's but, won but enough. This, I don't want to see him win. But this ne- year is a new Cav. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, there's, I was listening to our friends at the Detour Pod yeah. yesterday and John Trevorrow, who's come on our show as well, John said, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we saw a little hint of old Cav the other day when he was getting stroppy in the breakaway, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so everyone has said it, <laughs> noticed it. So there's little, there's little hints there. The emotional Cav has come back. And, but all that aside, jokes aside, it is great to see. Yeah. You know, it is great to see the king of the sprints at, he, at the top of his game at 36. Yeah, absolutely. He just shows... What, what a champion he is. Let's listen to uh, Mark Cavendish straight after his win yesterday. It's the old school, run in the mill, like you read in a cycling magazine, lead out, textbook lead out. Um, just get the lads on the front, pull as fast as they can so no one can come up and try and come past her, doing the finish. We knew this finish because uh, 
I didn't make it last time we came to this finish. It was in 15. I got dropped on earlier crying, gripe or one. So we studied that, studied that, studied that. We knew if we took that last corner wide, you can keep the speed. And uh, actually, it split in the wind, but we didn't try to split it. We weren't really that bothered about it. We were, we were confident that we had the team for the sprint. But again, like I'm just humbled, man. Just you know, you got the winner of the Tour of Flanders. You got the world champion who's had the yellow jersey also here. You got Michael Morkov who's gone the Olympics, like for the mad to try and win that. Um, and they're all just. You got the. Omni head newsblad winner, all just everything, leaving everything on the road. For me, yeah, I, I have to finish it off, you know. Um, over, over all of them, I didn't really do anything. I did 150 meters. It was the it was the team. I have them to thank for everything. So that was uh, Mark Cavendish. Let's unpack uh, this sprint and this stage. Uh, he mentions it here. He's still very almost emotional to the level of work that the team is doing for him, the Alaphilippe, the Morku, the, all these guys are working. But this yesterday was schoolbook train, schoolbook sprinting. If you had to describe how a sprint should be done and led, you just watch that and you get it. And, and yeah, 100%. And the interesting thing is with this now, with the way the race has evolved and in, within De Koenig, He's got every single rider on that squad working for him mm -hmm. on the sprint stage. Uh, it's the good news story for Dukenik. Yeah, he's won three. Well, even after even after his first win, they're all on board. Alaphilippe even pulled a little bit with his first win, but now Alaphilippe's GC is done. He can still win some of those yeah. mid-mountain stages or a mountain stage, Alaphilippe. We know he can win a mountain stage and Cav doesn't need him then. But on the sprint stages, guys like Alaphilippe are absolutely going to put 100% of their effort towards Cav. Yeah, let, let's take a second for uh, to talk about Alaphilippe. The work he's done leading to that train, so so setting up the train. Yeah. You could really see he was the captain yes. on, that, on that team because he was the one organizing the train and pushing out the guys. Mm. All little Alaphilippe that he is, he went as a, as a boss yeah. and pushing guys off. It was quite nice to see from the area where he, he would just come in pushing guys off the, off the way saying, come on guys, this is our spot. Yeah. And, yeah. and organizing the whole Dukinic train. And then he popped up, but he did his job. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he was, he was, they're all brilliant. Yeah. They're all brilliant. And you did, right? The lead out was to perfection. And that, they knew they had to get into that last corner with Merku on the front. And it was effectively 250 meters yeah. from there to the line. And even Merku ran top six or i know i had him in my competition thank you thanks to you you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> thanks to <friend>. you <laughs> and just letting you all know christoph was last tip and you can't tip the same rider in our tipping comp yeah. so he he got last draw for the stage because i had an said, amazing tip of o'connor yeah yeah before. well done on that he goes who am i going to pick and i said mate if de Koenig get their lead out train right merku will probably run top 10 yeah and i said so he's probably going to go okay pick him Anyway, you know, that's okay. The rest is history. Yeah, that's right. Just, you know, just buy me a pizza. You, you, you supply the popcorn yeah, that's tonight, okay? okay? <laughs> um, but it's beautiful to see where we are now because I know there are a lot of people that just want this Eddie Merckx record protected. But you know what? I'm one for cherishing history. Yeah. But let's unpack this for a second. Eddie Merckx won everything. And that was 30 years ago, 40 mm. years ago. It's about time in our generation we see one of these records fall. 
And, and which this is one possibly the hardest record exactly, of them all? Exactly. Uh, although five tour de France is probably hard as well. Yeah. But this could be beaten at some point. Maybe Froome comes back. But it's taken. It's taken. But it's taken how long? For it's taken some, fifteen years. It's taking. It's taking a man's life. A man's life of work. Yeah, it's an accumulation. Yeah, yeah. Like five tours. See, I, I sort of disagree just on that first mm-hmm. bit because look at look at today Pogaccia. Yeah. He's twenty two. He's staring down the barrel at the moment mm-hmm. of a second TDF yeah, victory. He's three off equaling. Yeah. Now, three is still a massive, you know, mm-hmm. in, in context of winning grand, the Grand Tour and the Tour de France. But for 34, it's 34. Yeah, 34, correct? yeah. You've got to Stages. keep chipping at it, chipping at it, chipping at it. Yeah, you're not going to do it in five years. Exactly. You're just not. It's yeah. going to take a minimum. Of know, a lifetime. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's... So this is this I'm is why this is why like I'm with you. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a massive fan of Mark Cavendish. Mm. I've said it many times on this podcast. But it's a, a massive part of me that wants him to achieve this, mm. just for the moment in history of shipping out at a great icon. And it doesn't remove anything from how great Eddie Merckx was. No, or is. Oh, they, I thought if he if if Cav beats it, he then you know he's got a castle Merckx in in Belgium. Yeah. That's it. The, the, they kick him out. Do you think that comes with the keys of the castle? Yeah, yeah. Like, Kev, well, well, it's been a while. Sorry, Eddie. You're out, mate. This is my turf now. <laughs> but I, I was thinking about, and this is, um, we're so preempting, but um, I was imagining last night how De Koenig, because they'll be classy about it, Belgian team. Yeah. They will do some montage of the handing over of that record, I would think, yeah. from King Eddie. To Mark Cavendish, and they'll, you know, all the paper, the the uh, Het Newsblad, one of the main um, newspapers newspapers in Belgium, um, will do something really classy yeah. about it. Uh, it'll be interesting, but look, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't so. happened yet. But <laughs> Let's just wait. why we are preempting is because if we f- project ourselves into this Tour de France, there are still from today where we're sitting another four opportunities yes. for Cavendish to do it, and so far he had four opportunities to do it, and he won three. And yeah. the other guy that won the other one is not here anymore. Maybe. That's right. That's right. And look, his biggest threat in terms of, I think, pure, pure. Well, we, we've seen them overnight. Wout van Aert, mm-hmm. Buhani, and Philipson. Yeah. They're the three sort of quick guys that are still. But I at think, the minute, they are just not edging him. Well, van Aert, I think, had. I think he was as quick last night, but he just didn't have the train. The train. Yeah. And because of that last corner being so close to the line. They couldn't do anything about it. This is the thing. Buani doesn't have the train. Mm. Colbrelli doesn't have the train. No. Van Aert doesn't have the train. Who's got a train to bring him to the line? Because at the end, you made a very good point, and the guys did it in uh, in the the broadcast yesterday. Cavendish and Bridie counted. He had to do 26 pedal stroke full gas. Wow. Yesterday, while the the other guys were full gas already for the last two hundred yeah, meters, yeah, you forget when they're out on the outside fighting yeah. for his wheel, you're in the wind, you're burning exactly. matches, yeah, you're so burning. They're, they're all burning the 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 the, the ammunition. They're taking the edge off, and he's delivered here like a leaf, and then boom, yeah, twenty six pedal stroke, hundred and thirty meters. Done. I, I love that. He's delivered here like a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> He's just floating. He's just floating. floating. Oh, okay, now I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Stealth mode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. how do you beat this? It's going to be interesting. You, you don't. But first yeah. of all, he has to go through the stage of Bon Ventoux twice. Uh, this is not an easy one, but we'll talk about this in mm. a minute. Um, let's talk about Michael Matthews. Yep. 
same thing. Like he's, he's there. He's chipping at it in, in some of the points. It's going to be hard for him to, um, to claim the green jersey, but he's not, he's not defeated yet. No, no, not at all. Not Far at all. from it. That's right. Look, fifth on the stage. For him, that's, about, that's almost the best result he can expect on a, on a real pure you know, sprinter's yeah. day. Yeah. So that was a good result for Michael. And look, Colbrelli was almost out of the top 20. I think yeah. he was 17th or something. So that shows, you know, Michael has handled himself quite well. And really, he's only had Mezgetz um, sort of getting him up there. He's had a couple of guys, but Mezgetz has been the one in the last few kilometres sort of getting Michael into position. And he did a great job, actually. So uh, credit to him as well. Um, so he's second in the green jersey. 159 points, Cavendish at 218. See, Cav has missed the last three days of intermediate sprints. Yesterday, he deliberately didn't try and go for it, saved it for the finish, and mm. then what does he do? He increases his advantage. Because we saw Cole Brady was really the king of the yeah. intermediate sprint. Uh, yeah. He was battling and getting all like of he's them. He's gained 45 points, yeah. I think, in those intermediates, Cole Brady, in the last three days. Cav wins, he takes back all of those gains yeah. by Colbrelli and Matthews. So it was all he's got to do, Cav, is keep winning. So you can see there, so it's a big, it's a big gap, big margin. And, it, you know, each day we go and Cav survives, you can almost argue all Cav has to do now is survive and he will win the green. Mm-hmm. If he survives the mountains, he'll yeah. win the green. That's, that's where the pendulum is almost at that point where there's no return. Yeah. Um, but credit to Michael. He's he's boxing on, he's fighting on, and a stage win is not out of the, yeah, the question abs- for Michael. Absolutely. Yep. Let's listen to Michael Matthews. Coming into the last, I think, uh, 30k, there's some crosswinds at the top of that final climb, and uh, Quickstep tried to, I think, split the bunch a bit, but um, yeah, it all sort of came back together, and Luca and the boys did a really good job to position me there in the final, but uh, Cavs is too fast these days. So that was Michael Matthews. Um, yeah, you, you're right, Michael. He's, um, he's fighting against an era or a, a year where Cavendish is just above everybody else in the sprint. And let's let's just remind everyone, and again, this isn't, you know, it's not false hope, this. This is real, and he's an example. The year Michael won the green, um, Marcel Kittel had done similar. I think he'd, had, he had he'd notched up three stage wins. He was in the green and he had almost an unassailable lead. Yeah, true. And it was actually around similar time in the race. Yeah. It was around the midway mark, maybe just after. And then suddenly there was this stage and it wasn't it wasn't even a super mountain day, but it was a really tough undulating day. Michael got in the break, took the intermediate sprint points. Kittle was having a shocker, got dropped, got eliminated yeah. or pulled out of the race. He crashed. Kittle crashed. Yeah, he crashed. You're right. Yeah. Yep. And suddenly, like that, Michael went from looking like he didn't have a big chance to make to get the green, to being elevated into the green jersey, and then he and then he went from and then he soared. He got a stage win. There's a long way to go yeah. for the sprinters in this race, and like you say, Vontu and and then the Alps, and the, the Pyrenees. They're sorry. And the Pyrenees. Yes. Yeah, sorry, uh, the Pyrenees. Uh, yeah. the Pir- and Andorra. You made a good point. Andorra, which is, is still a bit in the Pyrenees, but it's, it's, all, it's a different kind of mountain. It's, so yeah. uh, you are totally right that we, are, we haven't seen the whole story yet. Far from it. And, far, they, far, far from and it. I hope, and I'm sure they will be, Matt White and management will be saying to Michael, and they don't need to, Michael's aware of this saying, keep chipping away. 
keep chipping away. We do not stop. We we just keep doing our thing. We can't stop Cav winning. That's mm-hmm. you know we can try our best, but at the moment he's on this high. But on the mountain days, he has to he has to get through, and he can have as many teammates around him. But if your legs decide to stop, yeah, um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Absolutely. Let's listen to Matt White. The boys did a really good job uh, and opened up the first intermediate sprint. Uh, so the pure sprinters couldn't get any points. Colabelli beat us, but the cab and the other guys didn't get any more points for the green jersey competition. Then the final was pretty, uh, pretty hectic, fast, split a couple of times. Our boys were in the front, and uh, Mock has done not a bad job running fifth. A couple of times on Von 2 tomorrow, and uh, looks like more summer storms predicted. But uh, it'll be a big day for the breakaway, and uh, the plan is to have someone in it. So that was our good friend, Matt White, friend of the, the podcast. Overall, how do you rate that stage yesterday? Because we we thought it could be a boring stage with a good delivery at the end. It's one of them where the, the parkour, the route is a bit strange because Spring Thursday yesterday, big mountain stage today with Ventoux, and then Sprinters mm. opportunity again the next day. How do you rate this pattern? It's sort of breaking the back of the, of the sprinters. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I like it from like a viewer's point of view. Yeah, non-traditional. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, no, I like it. I think it's good. And yesterday was always that fifty-fifty. Like uh, without having without having ridden the roads ourselves or, or seeing them physically, um, looking at the profile, you were just you're always sort of looking, saying, "Is there a chance that it could split over that last climb of the day?" In the end, it turned out it didn't. But I think it gave us enough. And, you know, if you if you demand and expect incredible excitement for 21 days, mm-hmm. every single day, you'll be disappointed because you're not, you don't get it every day. I think we've had so much um, every day so far. and It's been very eventful. Yeah, and this stage was one of those ones where, yeah, it was not too much happened. And in a way, it's probably good because... There could have been. There was a crash. Look, let's Harry Sweeney and Richie Port crashed. Yeah. Let's remind everyone of that. And, Port was and not happy with the camera on him as well. No, <laughs> he gets he, he gets a little. He's got a short fuse sometimes, yeah. Richie, and I totally get his frustration. And the camera, yeah, the, he was frustrated because he was on behind his team car. Yeah, getting a little bit of a sit back up to the convoy. Um, and he, he was he didn't want the commissaire to see this too closely. No, no, nah, nah, and it's annoying. It's totally. <laughs> annoying. But look, it's part of the game. It's yeah. part of the game at the Tour de France and and live TV picks. So, but yeah, there was there was almost um, it was almost uh, an eventful day. Yeah, uh, you know, and it could, may not have been a good day for the Aussies. So, but it's great that they both got through. Okay. Yeah. And of course, on uh, general classification, this hasn't changed mm-hmm. uh, much or at all, uh, at least at the top. Uh, Pogacar is still in the yellow, and our man Ben O'Connor is still second. Let's listen to Ben O'Connor. Yeah, I was nervous, but I mean, I've got some of the best guys in the world in the crosswinds as my teammates, so it's actually quite easy with them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tomorrow is a two-round two. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crunch day. It's probably one of the most important for the whole race. So uh, I'm just going to do my best climb possible and voila, you'll see where I end up. Uh, one memory from June when you, you climbed it? Well, hopefully it's it's better. If it's the same position as the, the finish, then that's not bad in the Tour de France. So uh, um, yeah, I just, want to, I just need to be smart and, and wait until a long climb. So that was Ben O'Connor straight after the stage yesterday. Ben O'Connor, big hopes for the for the whole of the country. And I know some people, are, I can hear the voices of the Twitter keyboards going, 
you guys are building this up too much. Uh, but when was the last time we had an Aussie in second place on the on the GC? Yeah, this early inverted comma in the race with a potential that is there. With, yeah. uh, with not by accident. No. Is here where he belongs. He's got a three-minute buffer on third place. Yeah. He's the first one that is not uh, over five minutes. Yeah, on the leader. Yeah, it's it, it is in our wildest dreams. Yeah, we would have hoped in our wildest dreams. Our executive producer would have hoped for this. Mm -hmm. You know, she would have. We we you know we we create TV here. We're not telling you listeners anything you don't already know. We're creating a storyline. But we also have to follow. We have to follow the script that's given to us. Yeah. And obviously, we want to see the Australians up there because it's great for ratings. It's great for the new, the stories that we want to tell. And when we lost Caleb Buen, um, yeah, it was, like it every, was disappointing every, for all of us. Yeah. We we're like, ah, oh, damn. And of course, we're disappointed for Caleb, not just about the storyline yeah. and all this. And then you say, oh, what's going to happen? And then you know, Richie's sort of hovering there or thereabouts, but out of out of left of field and we always knew he was a potential top 10 yep so that was that was always on the cards but wow massive alpine stage win and a three minute buffer now on third place Be because let's face it and let's it's go huge. back the the stage he won absolutely 100 percent heart hurtly not a mistake no he went out you don't win exactly crazy tough but days like that and and fluke. nothing nothing, nothing was handed to him on that day. No. He went and picked it. He lost 40 seconds on the penultimate descent. Yeah. He was attacked two by Columbians. two Colombians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like everything, they threw everything at him yeah. and the elements threw everything at him and he just soared to big heights, so, huge heights. Yes, yeah. we are building building this up, but why not? Yeah, and for good reason. Why not? <laughs> why, why shouldn't we? Yeah, for good, this is, and look, this is a, um, tonight's a big night for him. Yeah. I mean... You know, set your set your reminders, peeps, because this is a massive day for. So let's look at the, st the stage that is coming up because that's a good transition. Um, we, I said in, in a, the introduction of this podcast, the Ventoux is always a beast, but the Ventoux twice. And to paraphrase the words of the great Matthew Kinnan, they're going the hard way and then they're going the harder way <laughs> afterwards. Uh, and it's true. And it's so <laughs> it's true. true. If you know Ventoux, yeah. you know it's true. Yeah. You know Bedouin. Which is at the bottom of Ventoux. How beautiful is Bedouin? Yeah, it's it is really one cool. of my favorite villages. There in, is in there France. is actually in Bedouin a bicycle shop that is hundred percent vintage bikes, and the guy has got like hundreds of old bikes from the thirties, the forties. He doesn't do modern bikes. He, really? Oh, yeah, it's called La Bicicleta. I have not seen that this shop. I know the other shop, no, the no. one at the bottom, right at the bottom, which is all sort of a modern shop yeah no no there's, there's la bicicleta it's a hundred percent vintage bike it's a tiny shop not everybody knows about it but is a is a, the ultimate specialist Shut up. for <laughs> you know our audience all our australians all our they got to go there all our hipsters <laughs> who are out buying these old steel bikes they've ruined it for people like you and i we, yeah. we were the original lovers of the steel bikes no like the more the merrier except yeah. except yes and no because the price went through the roof yeah exactly and they've this, all driven the price this is up. where i am not happy when i see a, yes. an old malvern star for, yes. for the price they wow. go for wow. uh, but anyway um the stage tonight it's set to be i mean the queen stage is it the queen stage 
is debatable. Well, there's sort of a couple this year. Yeah. I actually think it's hard It could be to... several queens. This yeah, is the thing. I mean, this is certainly... Well, this is the myth- mythical stage, yeah. isn't it? Cause, because Von Tu is a mythical mountain. It's really something special about it. Um, and just incidentally, I th- I'm quite sure Ben O'Connor did the Von Tu Challenge race. And he did very well. Yes. So he's raced up here yeah. in the last four weeks, I yeah. think. Yeah. Four or yeah. five weeks. Yeah. Or maybe there was before the Tour de France, yeah. Yeah. So he's got some fresh eyes that has, that has been up Von Tu. So this is really good for him. And if, if not fresh eyes, is in his head. Yeah. He's done it. Yeah. He's yep. already been there in the last few, few and months. And he had a pretty good ride up yeah, at, uh, on memory. So oh, I think it all bodes well for him. Yeah. I think it really does. Yeah. So let's look at the, the stage itself. Um, so it's going from Sorg to Malocène. Uh, and like I just said, stage 11, twice Von Tu. What else do you see in it? There's a couple of category four and then one cat one. A two cat ones. It's uh, early breakaway, one hundred percent, or at least it'll be trying. Um, so the break may not be established until the category four or those two category fours. And interestingly, the intermediate sprint is in the middle, mm-hmm. so that's a chance for again Michael Matthews to step up. And then, as you say, category one before that, you, you, the focus is on the two von twos, yeah. which is fair enough. But is it called la ligue? kilometres at 6.5%. Yeah. Like, that's pretty damn hard. And of course, the first climb of Mont Ventoux is a category one, and the second class is an or category. And we'll explain this is because the way they classify the the, the climb, they go from one side of the mountain and it's a cat one because it's... I'm I'm not going to say it's easy, it's easier, (laughs) but it's already a tough climb. And then the other side is the beast. Yeah, but the reality is, the reality is they've still got a top... The very top both so- yeah. times, don't they? Because yeah. I'm looking at the graph there. Uh, Chalet Renard is it's in the same position, which is the it's this sort of famous um, cafe bistro, yeah. and then you, and then you hit the moonscape. Yeah. Um, so they've still got to go over the very top both times. Yeah. So absolutely. it's an Oz yeah. category yeah. effectively. <laughs> so they've been dotted. Yeah. The riders deserve <laughs> it to be an Oz category. <laughs> um, but the setup here. It's it's a beautiful area. Yeah. I, I absolutely love this area. Oh, it's, it's it's a bit rough and rugged. It's mm. dry, although there are chances of rain. Again, yeah, thunderstorms potentially. Thunderstorms. So that that hopefully doesn't play havoc with the with the race itself. But it certainly f- could throw something in a in the ring. And and sorry, have we said? Let's just remind everyone: it doesn't finish at the top. No, they descend down. So they finish in Malasen long descent but it's not super technical on memory i've i've driven i've ridden down now i've driven down this side i believe but it's fast like it's fast there'll be sections of 70 80 90 kilometers an hour possibly and at the end very end of very tough stage yes so you have to keep your mind this is this is game on yeah yeah it is absolutely game i mean Game on, but, you know, for a climber who drops everyone at the top, like Pogacar, potentially he'll have a free, he'll have a clean road ahead of him on his own. So, yeah, yeah, this is going to be quite possibly one of the most decisive stages, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not just building this up to build this up. No, no, we know Vontu 
is tough on its own, but yeah. twice, twice is brutal. And actually, to paraphrase Robbie uh, McEwen, the great Robbie McEwen mm. as well, he said because uh, I've asked him about the uh, how how he would approach Ventoux, how he did approach Ventoux when uh, when all his years at the Tour de France, and he said Ventoux is such a satisfying climb when you reach it because it's so hard and you're so happy when you cross that line and you finish it. He said also, I don't know how mentally the guys are gonna go and be satisfied to finish it once oh, a- yeah. and have it to do it all over again. Yeah, and it's a 200-kilometer stage. Yeah, it's a big, st- it's a massive it's stage. It's a monster day. Yeah, yeah so that's why, is... Maca, I've got, I've got popcorns. Oh, cool. I've got, I've got soft drinks. Yep, great. I may have a, a bit of wine. Yeah, yeah, great. I think we should make it a party here. There's a, yeah, actually, I might look for a... Vontu, the region, has some pretty good reds yep. as well. So, yeah, I think so. I think Let's this invite is... the floor. No, uh, we COVID, co- We're locked <laughs> COVID restriction, sadly, yeah. you and I are in one bubble, so <laughs> <laughs> it would be a party for two. Party for but two. Okay. everyone is invited on the Catch Bulletin. Yes. Tune in tonight because this is a cracker of a stage. It is. Thank you for coming, Maka. No, thank you. Looking forward to it. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash TDF or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor Zwift. On Zwift, you can explore the world while having fun training at home. Even better, you can do it during the tour as part of the Fun is Fast series. The events include group workouts and group rides, fondos, races, and as we all know, the tour ignites the competitive spirit in some of us. Time trials, Ventop, which is a replica of Mont Ventoux, and Women's Wednesday rides. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.